0: Uh, let's see if I can remember how to do all this. Because I forget every two weeks when we do this. <laughs>
1: all right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone. Whether you are moving to Charlotte, thinking about moving to Charlotte, doing business in Charlotte, anything around that, we've got some good laughs for you. Today, we are not just four transplants. We are four transplants and a local was also a local of Mount Holly, the mayor of Mount Holly, and the owner of where we are recording today, The Smoke and Barrel, also in Mount Holly. So we're excited to get started and talk about the business, the growth, everything about Mount Holly adjacent to Charlotte. To start off, we'll go around the room and do all of our voices again so you can get familiar with that. I am Jack Tompkins, the owner of Pineapple Consulting Firm, where we help your small business become data driven. Russell?
2: Russell Hughes from uh, Hughes Realty Advisors. We're middle market commercial real estate specialists, and we bring Fortune 100 experience to the middle market.
0: Brandon Avenia with Superior Data Solutions. We're a hosted IT solution provider. He thinks.
3: (laughs) You got it right this time. I I got the nod, Jack. Uh, Thank you for not having to (laughs) say my voice. But uh, Brian Johnson, owner of Main & Johnson, local business coaching and consulting firm and then to my right here we have mayor brian hub you want to introduce yourself then
4: i'll be happy to uh bless your heart uh <laughs> love the la that podcast was great <laughs> uh, i love that one and appreciate you that's another one you got it it's one word all one uh, word that's right that, that's
3: proof we have listeners by the way right. that's right that's right
4: so yeah i am the mayor of mount Holly. It's my fifth term i've actually served on the city council since 1997. i had a brief four-year stand in between to coach my kids and Uh, So it's been great. So I actually am co-owner of four different businesses, small businesses. We employ about 35 people. We have the Smoke and Barrel Cigar Bar and Lounge. We have American Vapes, which is six Mellow Vape Shops, Mellow Hemp Farms, which as its name is a hemp CBD company, as well as Carolina Direct, where we deliver to convenience stores our products. So all of them are headquartered in Mount Holly. And so, you know, it's great. I was asked, I'm a local. (laughs) versus the foreigners so we've been invaded (laughs)
2: the infidel Uh, that's (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) but it's an interesting perspective to start a business really a, a retail business our other businesses don't really serve outside customers we distribute out or manage so it's interesting when you start a business in your town and you're part of the city council and the regulations and different steps you have to take to open a business you see it from a different perspective and it really helps you try to streamline that for small businesses coming in to make it you know, business friendly. And I think it's important that you're welcoming the businesses and you make it a great experience rather than an obstacle course. You know, a lot of times you come in, there's so many barriers to opening a business. and It is difficult. And people don't realize just every step along the way who you got to register with, whether it's the state of North Carolina, the federal government, or even the city of Mount Holly. So I think that's a a perspective that I have in opening a business in
3: in my town. I I was gonna say, I know our viewers are gonna ask, like, I bet that approval process wasn't tough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will tell you, I, I told them right up front, I am Brian.
4: I'm a small business guy. I want to see how this works for everybody. I don't want any special treatment. I want to do everything by the book. And it's actually a double-edged sword because you get more scrutiny right. from yeah. folks when you're involved. They want to know that you went through everything. And I'm happy to say I did. And I made
2: that mistake for the first business. You, you <laughs> basically threw your weight around for the rest of them.
4: Yeah, if you ever met me throwing my weight around, that's, that's pretty substantial. So. <laughs> So yeah, no, no. You know, I firmly believe when people meet me, I think it's important they understand I'm Brian first. When people say Mayor Huff, it's so great to meet you, I'll say, look, I'm Brian. You know, the title is there, the responsibility is there, but you have to have a dialogue with everyone. And in order to create that dialogue, you want an honest dialogue. And I try to create that
3: by going in that direction. Well, I'd say to back that up, because you called me the other day on the phone, and I don't think we've ever talked by phone. I mean, usually just kind of running into each other. And I answered, you know, I, hello, this is Brian. And I, you know, here on the other, hey, Brian, this is Brian Huff. You know, there was like that, like the familiar part you were adding was the last name, not, you know, the mayor, you know, it it, it was just the very, the casual side that like you see when you come into the smoke and barrel and stuff, the the business owner, the the citizen end, I guess, but... So,
1: and you it's,
2: kind of... it's kind of nice, though, because, I mean, <coughs> when we moved here from L.A., when we moved to Charlotte from Los Angeles in 2010, Charlotte was still interested in being useful mm-hmm. to the transplants. And, and in the last maybe 12 years, I, I, I still think Charlotte is a, a small city, but it started to have some of the problems of a big city, and, and one, of the, one of the issues is bureaucracy and, and sort of the un-
3: Feeling bureaucracy <clears throat> and then
2: when we moved down to Union County it was like that aha again it was like falling in love again
3: mm-hmm. it's because you had to figure out what to do in Georgia exactly <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean no uh, Union there. County it's Georgia far, is, uh, so. is uh, beautiful this time of year but to your point I mean that that's the fact that you had to go through it and then as the mayor and, and city council person you understand what that process is and you want to make that uh, you want to make sure that each one of those regulations has some goal in mind and it's not just there for the sake of being there i, I think that's one of the things that, that's made my experience in, in north carolina wonderful great
1: yeah. so yeah you even mentioned like being welcoming being known as brian not the mayor or anything like that that's kind of how mount holly feels to me and, and the folks listening know that I've, i live in the south park area now and I, I drive out here and it's not a bad drive by any means but it has like the local feel and I, when I went into the brewery I was at before this, somebody at the store was like pulling out a clothes rack or something like that and just waved to me, hey, how's it going? I was like, oh, this is great. And like people are friendly in Charlotte. People are even more friendly here, but you have such access to Charlotte, too. It's a really cool combination.
2: Yeah, when the local police
3: pulled you over and asked you why
1: you weren't <laughs> in high school today,
2: <laughs> that was have part, part of the deal. deal.
3: He's got that program where he goes and takes college classes in addition yeah. to his high school <laughs> yeah. ones. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that is the
4: the challenge that we have in proximity to Charlotte keeping that small town feel, yeah, right? It's very important. We have a vision plan. We do surveys with our citizens. We get them involved. What is our vision for the next 20 years, 10 years? And one of the number one response was keep that small town feel. Yeah. Uh, we do festivals downtown. It, that was David Rames at Mount Hollywood you were talking to. Yeah. Okay, I mean those types of interactions and people who really care about our main street our downtown and making it that feel you know and that's not easy you know and you have to truly work at that
2: and there's so many people that are moving out of like major metropolitan areas that are charlotte's fine but they want what you just described They want the downtown festival. They want to know their neighbors. They want to be seen as someone who's a member of a community as opposed to just moving to a slightly smaller city than where they were before. So, you know, obviously Belmont, Mount Holly, I mean, it's exploded. We're talking population numbers, but I mean, it's absolutely exploded. And people don't realize just how easy it is to get to the airport from here how easy it is to get to uptown but at the same time you might as well be living in a different planet
4: well we get we kind of get the best of both worlds you know it's a norman rockwell type feel but then we can go to charlotte and see the panthers you know we can watch basketball hockey professional sports and then we get to come back home you know and, and we don't have to live there we pay for it with our dollars when we go but not our tax dollars so that is a tremendous benefit to living you know next to charlotte and being so close
3: and we've talked about it too in the past like on, on some of the different episodes i mean depending on what your vantage point is coming in i think the four of us at least agree like as far as a bigger city goes and if you want to throw charlotte into that the drivability in charlotte other than when they turn off those left turn yeah. options is pretty easy i mean yeah i don't know anybody that has moved down here that's been like oh i only take a taxi or an uber to go into charlotte and the only reason I might do that is, well, I just don't want to pay the parking. But outside of that, it's not because driving around is an issue. So
2: Brian's a little drinky at times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, too, though, because when you say, like, the drivability is easy, and it totally is. And I come from South Park. Driving here is not bad. I meet with Brian, the transplant. I'm going to specify you. Right. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, the local. <laughs> I come out here pretty much every week, and it's not a bad deal from South Park. It's not bad at all. And I've been thinking, you guys know this, that once my lease is up, because I'm renting now, once my lease is up, I'm looking for houses. And Mount Holly is towards the top of the list because it has the feel, it has the localness that I really like, and I can still access Charlotte, which I'm very used to at this point, super, super easily.
3: Yep. Yeah, and as Jack continues his quest and he's asking for resources, I tell him I, I know five or six people that give you some good options, they're all from Mount Holly, so. Uh, they don't right. point him back over here, right? <laughs> right. So. very
1: strategic plan, yeah. very long, long game.
3: Well, so Brian with a Y, not the transplant. What, as you kind of got, so the Smoke and Barrel's been here now for how long? It's been 15, 16 months? Right, yes. Okay. We opened during COVID. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) The visionary, I'm going to push forward during COVID while everybody else is going back. But how have you seen just inside of a new business in the city of Mount Holly, like maybe talk a little bit about like your customer base and how you attract both people that are local here, but people that also come in and visit. You
4: know, initially we had a billboard. It was on Wilkinson Boulevard. We're thinking we're going to get everybody in the area to come here. And, and then we, we found that, yes, a lot of people saw the sign, but then we felt like we needed a more social media presence. And um, for the love of technology, give her, give her a plug. Mary Bloomquist. I hired Mary as, to assist us with our Instagram, our Facebook. Google, we had 28,500 hits in the last 30 days. Good data. It, it is, and it's incredible, but for the most part, What has really worked is word of mouth. That has been the way we've grown. Today, two guys walk in, one of them is first time here. We see that every day. Somebody is bringing someone else to experience the smoking barrel. Our clientele is probably, and I can get exact numbers, but 50-50. 50% 50 come from the Gaston County area. The other 50% come from Mecklenburg, Charlotte, Huntersville, Matthews all around and we we're more of a regional draw we have a unique space in that you can sit comfortably in our space smoke a cigar have a drink and we invested heavily in ventilation so you don't have to smoke to come here you know and i think that has helped but word of mouth our customers are our best advertisement
3: and i'd say you know being the most local to this establishment you know i mean as i have different meetings in different places you know especially in the afternoon some of the meetings you know, end up being in more like a bar restaurant or some venue like that, and, and the Smoke and Barrel's always been one, but you're right, because the times I come in where maybe it's local hours, like, you know, during the day, I'll see the same 10, 15 or so people, you know, throughout those visits, but then you come back like on a Thursday night when it's jazz night, and I may know two people that aren't employed here. You know, I mean, It's really, and that is the truth. And I think about just the number of times that I've brought a first time visitor as well. Like, you you think you know Mount Holly, you got to check this place out then.
0: It's the chairs.
3: Yeah. I'm telling (laughs) you right now, it's the chairs. (laughs) The the reason you hadn't heard from Brandon yet is he was in one of those chairs. (laughs) That's right. Nice and relaxed.
1: They are great, though. It's so true. Like, you can walk out of here not really smelling like smoke either because the ventilation is so good. So you're saying 50% from Gaston County area come here, 50% from the Charlotte area. Talk about that from like a a more general business. Are you getting, what's like the investment in businesses out in this area like from other areas and the business growth and things like that?
4: You mean their customers' clientele? Yeah, or even
1: starting new businesses too, either way.
4: Well, I mean, recently uh, you may have heard we have OMB moving to Mount Holly. We have Trouse Brewing. And OMB is going to be an incredible facility. It's right on the water. It's going to be overlooking what the bougie term is Lake R- Lake Wally. It's really Catawba River and Dutchman's <laughs> Creek. But then you have Trouse Brewing, and then you know you have Jack Beagles, and then you know Summit Beer Shop's been here two and a half years. All of these are starting to come and invest from a retail commercial standpoint. Our South Gateway, which when you if you were to come on I-85 and get off and come in on the right. We're investing $5 million in infrastructure because there's over $250 million of investment coming to that location. You know, doctor's offices, there's a a new hospital across the street, so we have doctor's offices, hotels, restaurants, townhouses that will all be there. That's the type of activity we've seen. And in addition to residential growth, the great thing about our tax base is we're growing into retail, commercial, industrial, tax base more so than the residential tax base, which has been carrying the brunt of the from Mount Holly for many years.
2: I remember Donnie Hicks was telling me oh, two years ago, I called him about industrial, and uh, Gaston County EDC had, I think they had spent $20 million or uh, $40 million on, a, on an assemblage for, for industrial property because there was none left. There was none left, and the proximity to the airport is so intense and with the intermodal and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, it has definitely changed a lot, and it's neat to see the uh, the diversification of the the tax base, and that just, that'll just just carry through.
4: Well, and Brian was talking about working in Gaston Technology Park, uh, I think when he first moved here yeah. from the Toledo area where nobody wants to live, and yeah. that comment was made, so it wasn't me.
3: Sorry, Toledo. Yeah.
4: I have relatives that me. just super
2: <laughs> bummed out that they that Michigan lost the war and that they have to be in Ohio.
4: <laughs> but, you know, our county commissioners bought that land, and the EDC was leading that mm-hmm. charge to build the facility so that they would come, you know, build it and they will come. Well, the point yeah. is, with, and you're in commercial real estate, yep. you get this, Charlotte is one animal, huge animal, but there's so many other ways to slice into this economic engine that is Charlotte. And just being in this area, investing in that is is a visionary move. And Donnie Hicks has been doing this for 30 years and he knows us better than anyone. And does a great job with that.
3: You you know, when, so I've been here for five years and and we just had, I can never get the road names right, but our orange blossoms just got removed from from that main stretch coming in, right? Right, yeah. And and I thought that was, yeah, I, I know, right? So all that road construction, when I first got here, I was like smiling and I was like, oh, thankfully somebody knew I was coming and they went ahead and brought a piece of Ohio and put it down here for me to see. What's that that road construction? construction. (laughs) (laughs) And they they just recently like lifted, you know, got everything done and and it is like a game changer when you're coming in and it's like, I mean, yeah, people still don't know how to turn left and stuff like that, but we'll get past all that. But it is like multiple lanes coming in and, and that... At the time, when I first saw that, it's like, why are we doing that? Well, now I'm seeing all that, you know, the downtown investment. And it's like, well, that's even better because it's more than what we need for today, but it's right for what we're probably going to need in the future. Yeah. All right, so So,
2: random question for you, because we've been talking about this kind of collectively. Has Charlotte and the Charlotte area never known how to drive in the rain? <laughs> <laughs> or is this a recent transplant issue or what's the deal? I mean a rain's here all the up time and people don't know how to drive. Anymore.
4: You know, I don't know how to answer that. We've always had bad drivers. Okay. uh, You know, but you guys coming here have taught us a new level. Right. (laughs) Fair. I I think because you don't have a lot of experience in big cities driving. You have a lot more, and this is a Southerners' point of view, right? right? You have more mass transit. You have subways. You have, you know, whatever. And how often do you really drive? I don't know. My perception is you're stuck in traffic in L.A. You don't go more than five miles an hour. You don't have it's a choice true, to speed.
2: Steady 20 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, by
3: the
4: bicyclists. Yeah. I, I do believe <laughs> <All> that <down. laughs> transplants are better at honking their horn. Yeah,
2: that's a fact. True story.
0: New Yorkers yeah. are better at honking yeah. yeah. their horn. Yorkers, yeah. right. I right. went to yeah. Florida and I swear the light was in the process of turning green. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on.
2: <laughs> so, and then it's interesting because in fairness to people in Florida, it's not the Florida drivers. It's all the damn transplants from New York who can't drive. Right.
0: Yeah, so, aggressive, yeah. very aggressive. Yeah.
2: So
4: I could be on to something there. I don't know. It was yeah, that would like- explain
2: why. I've never understood why no, upstate South Carolina has the worst drivers on planet Earth, and it might be because they're all transplants.
3: Well, I, I was going to say.
2: They are. I mean, yeah.
4: for the most part, because... Yeah. If you would have driven through Fort Mill Mm -hmm. 30 years ago, you might have hit a red light. Right. (laughs) If you go to Mooresville 30 years ago, there was one red light and one gas station. Yep. We didn't just multiply, right? I mean, it, (laughs) it wasn't be fruitful and multiply. It was people are moving here right from all over the country right. and yeah it's it has to be so I well,
2: I, stop I, maligning the
3: south carolinians and start maligning the transplants <laughs> with the it's south still the just, yeah. just with,
1: look
4: in the mirror brother
1: right, you right. know.
3: i I think it's fair to say though that the only good drivers have sponsors so you know they have their own cars they have some label on it that
1: everything I else i mean you, you throw I'm a right-hand
2: turn at those guys and they get all sorts <laughs> of jumbled up
1: they I must just pit. I'm going to slap a label on my car now. <laughs> the hardest thing
4: that we have in driving are roundabouts. Yeah, I Ooh. love roundabouts. Okay, yeah. but you're I, accustomed to them. Yeah. Right. It's, They're yeah. it's a brand new yeah. in, in this area. Right. They suck. Uh, oh, my gosh. I, I, I love them, too. <laughs> I love
3: roundabouts. And you're just sitting
4: there waiting for this car <laughs> right. to move, and you're like, right. it's your turn. you. Right. you got to go, right. you know, and just keep going, don't
2: stop, Yeah.
4: you know, and it's, that's a phenomenon that's definitely Southern. That
2: different. needs to come with, a, like, an instruction manual. It does. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be, like, a PSA.
3: Well, I, we, my, my only bad experience with roundabouts is when I was driving in the UK, and that's because when I pulled up, and I started looking left to see if it was okay to go, <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, it's clear, and then you get, and you, can and you almost get wiped out, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, those right. are tough in Europe, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other story. All right. All right. Well,
3: in in so maybe back to more of a personal thing. So I know because you're a Carolina guy, you played some ball in your life, right? You were a, a Blue Devil. Is was that, that right? <laughs> wow! If you could see the look
0: wow.
4: on Brian's face,
1: <laughs> I feel like we're... all
4: kinds of things are going through my mind. Right? Brian, if you
1: need help, yeah, like, <laughs> I,
2: I hate the fact that he likes Ohio State. We could we Don't just take Br- him
3: out. Brian, I'm a customer too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so so the joke is, I played at North Carolina for the Tar Heels. Michael Jordan's college for people who don't know (laughs) Uh, and so i played football there and you know and it's 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 great because i was able to go to school in my state and move back to my hometown and love that i spent some time in greensboro and then moved back here and when i moved to insurance and wanted to live close to home for my to raise my family because my wife and i are both from this area that's cool
1: that's rare to see too especially in this town as we talk about transplants and stuff to see that's pretty cool Um, oh we
4: all couldn't wait to leave mount holly you know and just get away and never come back you know and that was always the people in high school but what you find is a lot of comeback yeah you know and they see the value in living here
3: well you kind of always go through that i want to go someplace where it's better or i eventually want to come back and make the place i'm from better you know and i think that's a lot of You see that in a lot of areas but i've run into more people from mount holly that did the same thing went away came back went away came back that that wasn't a selling point moving here i mean on previous episodes we've talked why mount holly wound up being the selection but mount holly to me was also very similar to the area outside of toledo i lived yeah just in kind of how it was growing on the cusp developing and, and the people and how they lived there i mean unfortunately nobody ever said they were from toledo and then they met, they were from Perrysburg. They said, I'm from Perrysburg. And they were like, well, as long as you can't connect where else that's attached to, that's great. You know, here, sometimes people say Charlotte, especially yeah. from the outside. But in the truth, when you talk to people, I had the other day in a meeting, somebody asked, are you from here? And I thought they meant like, you know, Charlotte, you know, how long have you lived here? And I was like, yeah, I've, I'm from here from about for about five years. Like, oh, you're a transplant. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, well, we actually thought you might be from Mount Holly. And I clearly it's the accent that must be what confused i don't him. know
1: who you were fooling yeah. i yeah i don't know either. but to you know
3: <laughs> but there's a lot of people that they even assume if you haven't been here if you've only been here five years it's your second stint you know so you've come back there
2: so, is actually a, a something that you can fool the locals with though because if my personal test for localhood is if you know the five names of tybola and Typhoon wow. changes names five times <laughs> in in five miles, yeah. maybe 10 miles. But five times in 10 miles between I-74 I- and I-77, it changes names five times. It can't be as bad as
3: Peachtree Street in, in Atlanta.
0: I don't know. Highway 150 know. is pretty bad, too. It goes Oak Ridge Farm to... No plaza to River Highway to something else. It's like, it's only like five miles and it's got five different names.
1: Brandon would fail that test, I think. Yeah, but it's always highway. (laughs) Well, it's 150.
0: Yeah, that's all. Yeah, true. Because before I tried to use the name or wherever we were. Yeah. (laughs) And wherever we were, and it turned out to be. No one knew what I was talking about. So if I said Highway 150, they're like, oh, okay. That's a, that's I, I wish you could see the gesticulation that's going on with Brandon and the cigar smoke.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have not yet gone to video.
4: It, it looked like a swarm of bees was around him. And he, was, he was, like, flailing. <laughs> that's,
3: that's, a, that's a good Tommy Boy moment. I, uh,
0: <laughs> I smoke cigars, but when it's somebody else's.
1: <laughs>
3: we're we're going to
2: start the YouTube channel next.
3: Yeah.
1: Just of Brandon, though. Well,
3: so in, in kind of, you know, we're not forced to wrap up. Quickly, but in how you kind of Brian you kind of look at what you're doing here like what would be the as people that have already decided we're moving to the Charlotte area mm-hmm. what are things outside of maybe even just here like in the smoke and barrel and, and some of the specifics what makes Mount Holly such a cool draw that people like like Jackson he's looking that they would consider Mount Holly hmm.
4: well, we've talked a, a lot about the attributes of Mount Holly right. but, but one thing that that you know, it's interesting when people move here, when they come, this is what they know. Does that make sense? So this is my Mount Holly. This is the where I moved to. This is the way it's always been. We started this 25 years ago, revitalizing our town. And this is the culmination of the building blocks to grow mm-hmm. and to prosper. And what they need to understand is that the city has a definite vision for the future. We know where we wanna be. We are putting our arms around greenways. We are putting our arms around the river. We are about nature, getting out, quality of life, families. We want you to live, work, and play in this town. And if you decide you need to work in Charlotte, understood, but you always have a place to come back and be home. And this is what we've created is home. And and it has that feel, you know, and it's our citizens that create that environment. They are proud of Mount Holly, they love being here, they love being a part of the community. If you're not plugged into the community in Mount Holly, it's it's on you. Because you have every opportunity in the world to be plugged in, involved, and contributing to helping Mount Holly become a better place every day. You know, we're not complacent. We don't take people for granted. We appreciate you. You know, you'll hear that. (laughs) You know, and bless your heart for coming by, you know. And those are the types of things that genuinely people feel here in town. And if you go outside of that a little bit, they'll call you on
2: it. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in, in past episodes, and I think Mount Holly is the quintessential example of this. When you come here, appreciate and respect the work that has come before you to make it the place that you want to move to and just treat it accordingly treat you know you don't have to act like you're a guest but just have respect for all the work that's come before you
0: well and i think too a lot of it is living in mooresville and living and coming here there's a way to revitalize and grow a town opposed to kind of the moores mooresville i mean they did a fine job with downtown but it's i don't know it just doesn't have the same feel as mount holly mount holly feels like a small town with a lot of things with a lot to offer with that small town vibe where mooresville i know the population's a lot bigger it's just the downtown area does not feel the same way as it does here
4: well i mean you have you know in, in truth mooresville had so many open spaces to build i mean when you look at mooresville many years ago there were so many farms and there were a bunch of homes dumped in that area you know really quick amount of time. You're talking about 20 years, your population went up 30, 40,000. I mean, we're talking astronomical. It used to be racing and farms, okay, in Mooresville. Now it's everything. And the other challenge Mooresville has is a huge highway going through the middle. East. You know, you can go down to Brawley School Road, well, that's fine, but you are you still gotta go back over 77 to get anywhere. And then Catawba is terrible. And then, I mean, you know, li- I worked in Davidson, for 20 years I commuted up to Davidson and, and I did healthcare care consulting so you know I understand and I saw that transformation I can't imagine making that trek every day from Charlotte I truly I mean if you had to commute to Mooresville from Mooresville to Charlotte and back I mean that's another attribute to being in Gaston County is you can get here and back because you're going in the opposite directions of most every commuter and it's so much easier just to get around.
1: Yeah, that's such a good and Brian, transplant, I'll let you close it out, but I'm gonna close with my thought here. Brian, you mentioned that Mount Holly feels like home, and that really hit home with me, Not, no pun intended, because as transplants and everybody here being a transplant, you're away from home. Mm-hmm. If you can find a home here, you kind of have that deep breath like, ah, I can go to the city and I can have my uptown feel and my job and blah, blah, blah. To be home though, is a really cool thing yeah
3: yeah and and, and normally at the end uh, we always kind of give a little bit more of a shout out to the place that we're at so I I mean you're a much better position to talk about the smoke barrel (laughs) than me but is there anything you'd like to mention about some programs some things you guys run I know whenever it says you know cigar bar and lounge that has a connotation but I've seen firsthand like the people that are in here and they are not all males and they are not all cigar smokers but a uh, good variety of people, but I'll, I'll let you close that out and then we'll wrap it up here.
4: Well, I appreciate it. Now we every week we have like music bingo on Tuesdays. We've got thursday and and Saturday we have jazz night. and And if you've seen, the jazz scene is really deteriorated around the area. there's a lot of not a lot of opportunities for jazz. And we're trying to fill that niche. And we have food trucks every night. We have ladies night once a, you know, we, we do that once a month where we bring in a DJ and we've got ladies coming in, you know, half off wine, that type of thing. You know, and a lot, one funny thing about is people think we're a barbecue joint. Like they'll call, can I get a brisket, you know, <laughs> to go? And we, we have no food. We bring in food trucks, but we have a full bar. So we're not just whiskey. And it's another misconception. We have a full bar, beer, wine, all kinds of liquor can confirm yes so uh, so no please come out enjoy the environment give it a shot because we feel like once you come in you'll bring your friends
3: no that that, that's a perfect point i think even mentioning the no food it it is part of kind of the whole mount holly feel is you can walk up to one of the restaurants grab some food and then come down and have your drinks here too so uh, definitely a, a good point and Thank you so much for having us here and and letting us use your spot. We're going to use this spot for a couple more podcasts after that, but thank everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the other end. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you.